one of the cool things, haha, cool things <laughs> about. <laughs> Ah, uh, I make myself. Roy's really cracking himself up with that one. <laughs> um, it's been a long day. <laughs> Two board apes talking NFTs, DeFi, and some random stuff. <laughs> Two board apes talking NFTs, DeFi, and some random stuff. <laughs> Welcome to episode fifty-six of Two Board Apes. I'm your host Jamie. I'm here with my friend and co-host. Seneca, a.k.a. Roy, a.k.a. Rohit. How are you? Did you just dox me, Jamie? I think you're doxed I'm very doxed. I I, I jump on like Zoom calls sometimes and sometimes like my full name is there and I'm extraordinarily doxed if people want to find out. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you doing, Jamie? Good. Now, are we going to reveal that we just, we recorded the next episode a couple sure. hours ago, I think we are. I think I, I think did. you just did. Uh, we we that have just happened. Twitter Q and A episode coming out next week because I'm going to be in Vegas and not be able to record. So we recorded a Las Vegas. Is there another Vegas? I don't know. <laughs> um, let's get into it though. News of the week. We just had mere seconds ago. Actually, about minutes. Eighteen minutes ago. Technically, still seconds. Um, a big a big hack a big hack happened on the binance smart chain it's like it just happened so there's very little information about it Mm -hmm. um but it looks like it was about 600 million dollars and the exploiters sending the money through lots of different bridges Mm -hmm. and trying to get the money basically off of binance and onto various other chains right now yeah True. 600 million though that's very significant it's it's one of the biggest hacks we've ever seen it's huge and it's uh yeah we, we don't know much about it like we don't know if it was a protocol that got hacked or in like a very wealthy individual or we yeah. just don't have those details i mean literally under a half hour ago this news broke on, yeah. on twitter by the time this episode comes out um there will be a good amount more information about it surely yeah i'm sure because there's all those great sleuths i mean i love I love all that. Zach is. Mm-hmm. Um, n- this is not exactly his forte, maybe, but he's he's good at same. It's very similar tracking wallets and, and yeah. stuff like that. Did you I see the uh, Beeple piece that was made for Zach? I did. That's that's what was kind of fresh on my mind. Mm. Yeah, um, but unfortunately, it's so new that we can't cover it in much depth because yeah, who knows? one interesting thing that uh, I'm seeing mentioned on Twitter is that Tether blacklisted. The account, which means that they can't send USDT, which is really interesting. Uh, right. Very not decentralized, but I don't know. Have you heard of this happening before? I've heard of, I remember like when there was all that, was it OPAC and, and Tornado Cash? I think it was. Yeah, the tor- I was going to say the Tornado thing. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of very, at least similar stuff happening. Yeah. Uh, maybe with USDC and probably Tether too. Mm. I don't really, I can't remember the specifics, but definitely same basic thing was happening. Yeah, but that's like, you know, the United States government has some extraordinarily strong right. laws that says, all right, you have to, this is, this seems like, all right, this person got hacked or this account got hacked. We as a centralized stablecoin are just going to blacklist an account. Tether. Tether, which is Yeah, th- there's curious. sort of a difference between the United States federal government basically saying you really have to mm. do this and Tether just sort of choosing to mm-hmm. do this here. But 
again, we don't we don't we know what's no going idea. on behind the yeah. scenes or anything. It, it could be legally a very equivalent thing for them, and they just know about it before we do. Who who really knows? Mm-hmm. Um, we'll we'll give an update next episode probably. Yeah, as there'll be some nice postmortems from mm-hmm. good uh, chain Luth's, analysts or whatever. Yeah, detectives, chain detectives. The other thing we have on news of the week is. It's been it's been a quiet week, <laughs> I think, in this space. Cool it Cats has. announces a strategic partnership with Animoca, and they had a pretty modest pump in their floor price. Um, Animoca is uh, a massive gaming company, would you say? Like the gaming seems like VC they're, they're a Web three gaming company. Yeah, um, is probably the most accurate, but it, it might be more accurate to call them like a fund because it does seem mm. like they maybe do more investing than actual building themselves. Yeah. Um, Based on at least the stuff that comes across, you know, my feed or whatever. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on Cool Cats these days? They've sort of fallen from grace quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, I I sold mine in like January or something like that. Might have been. Before. I don't really remember exactly. Mm. Um, and stopped paying attention for the most part. I always thought that they had huge potential. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of you know, IP and, and branding and stuff like that because they, they were adorable and recognizable and not too complicated in terms of the art, um, which which allows you to, I think, um, I got a big hair here. <laughs> for for the podcast listeners, Jamie is trying to, and trying and failing I got to it. pull some hair away from his yeah, face. Yeah, it was so hard to get um, depth perception doing that. Anyway, um it seems it seems like they I still think they are well positioned relatively speaking in terms of having um you know web3 IP go mainstream for a younger audience mm-hmm. um it is sort of a weird thing because you know the people who the IP would essentially be aimed at is people who are so much younger and poorer than can really influence NFT prices. So you almost have to have like the parents of the people that might be interested in it if you want to sort of have that symbiotic relationship between the end uh, consumers of of the IP and then the mm-hmm. people that are actually sort of speculating in the NFT market for it. Um, I, I guess there was sort of you know they were definitely right in that tier two for a long time. And then there was sort of a lot of other sort of cute, quote unquote, NFT projects that kind of came in and sort of stole some of their attention. And then it, it seems like, you know, one thing that people talk about a lot is how it's sort of better to have um, things planned and announced than to actually release them. Mm-hmm. So the Cool Pets was sort of their big thing that they had coming, the Milk Token mm-hmm. and sort of the Play to Earn game coming along with with the Cool Pets. And then when it actually released, it was just, eh. you know, nothing all that special maybe to people. And there was also a lot of stumbling blocks at the beginning of, of the attempted release of it, which w- which was definitely, I think, a big part of people sort of losing faith mm-hmm. in the project. I've heard like people that played the game, which I, I didn't, but they were like, it's really fun. It is. A, it, it was a good experience, but it just it took like four months longer than and delay yeah. after delay. That like I also remember oh. the NFT NYC hearing a lot of positive mm-hmm. stuff about what they did there. Yeah. And the videos that I saw of it looked like it was very interesting and well done. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to get bullish on Cool Cuts again, sort of. It does <laughs> seem like it has longevity. You know, they, they, they've yeah. got, I think they announced a new CEO recently. They've got this partnership. They've proven that they can do sort of in real life activations and events. And one of the cool things, <laughs> cool things <laughs> about... <laughs> 
I make myself. Roy's really cracking himself up with that one. <laughs> um, it's been a long day, Jimmy. One of the cool things. <laughs> one of the cat things about one it. of the cat things. One of the cool things about at the um, activation they did in, oh in New God. York was that. Get a hold of yourself. One of the great things that they did about the thing in New York was that they had a lot of just like people uh, who had no idea about NFTs just walking along on the street and then they would see this sort of uh, storefront and it was like it was a child friendly uh, world basically where you could come in and play games and win prizes and it, it attracted, it, it sort of proved that they could execute on that whole mainstream family friendly thing that we all sort of saw since day one. It was like, you know, they could do a lot with this brand and they kind of, they've proven that they've done it and now it's about how can they do that but like go global or, or really turn it into something massive where the, the initial NFTs are, are, are valued very highly because they succeed in, in all this kind of other stuff. Yeah. You, you know what else is nice about them is that the artist behind them, mm. Roy's smirking, something else is Well, you said nice and I was like, oh, imagine if you said, well, you know what's cool <laughs> about so them. Cool. <laughs> um, that the artist had sort of created this mm. blue cat character a long like time years. ago. Yeah. Um, and sort of just kind of kept thinking about it and creating towards it and all that stuff rather than, you know, it feels like a lot of the profile picture NFT projects we saw released last year was just people going, look at how many millions mm-hmm. of dollars you can easily raise by selling 10,000 NFTs to all these people. Let's do that and raise millions of mm-hmm. dollars. The end. Whereas this was a, something that an artist had created an intellectual property he had cared about um, mm. and was just he had like little stands at farmers markets selling little trink. Roy, what is so funny? Oh, I'm just smiling about the thought oh, of him okay. at farmers you're just markets. Hap- you're I'm just, just happy. happy. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, it, it looked a little more like a devious. No, 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 no. Um, but and to me, that's a good thing because. I have a pretty high level of cynicism about the intentions of a lot of the founders in the NFT space. Mm. Um, and and that makes me feel much less so about the intentions and, you know, sort of the length, the long-term versus short-term thinking uh, of the people behind mm-hmm. it. Because it's something that existed before NFTs um, and something that is, you know, wed, excuse me, tied to wed to the creator mm-hmm. um, in a meaningful way. Whereas, you know, maybe let's say the Azuki founder just kept founding things over and over again and discarding them and didn't care mm-hmm. and then just founded another thing who, I, and again, maybe doesn't care about this one, but pretends to a little more because it was so much more successful. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is something that's been, you know, part of this guy's life for 10 years. Yeah. No, I think uh, there was certainly... It was one of the reasons I liked it a lot it, and because we just hadn't seen too many projects where there was an artist that was very established in creating a character or being in just a traditional artist or a digital artist and then coming and selling uh, NFTs. Like They were one of the first, maybe the first to do it on that scale where there was an artist that had that much experience launching a 10K collection. Like We'd obviously seen artists yeah. release art, but not necessarily a 10K PFP style collection. Uh, right, there was so much of that Fiverr art, as mm. we, as people kind of say, where basically the devs, again, those people that are going, look how easy it is to make these millions, find somebody on Fiverr, give them a thousand bucks to draw, you know, eighty traits, mm-hmm. and then just randomize them all together. Yeah, um, you know, another 
nice thing. We talked about this a long time ago, but they had sort of a post-mortem after the mint about how much work they put into optimizing mm. the contract. And that's just the thing that we, I think, both really appreciated. And the mint price was super low. They had it at a higher price, and the community basically said, this is too high, and they lowered it. Um, yep. So there was some sort of level of... of um, you know, lack of greed and listening mm-hmm. to the community right from the jump, as well as caring about how much money people had to spend on the gas by trying to optimize the contract. Yeah. It was uh, 0.06 and then they brought it down to 0.02, which was like, it was almost unheard of at that time. Like most projects were going at like 0.05, 0.1. But yeah, like we, yeah. we weren't in the free int era. Era uh, or, or anything that we are now. Um, it's interesting though that they were sort of listening to the community and weren't like motivated by greed or anything. Because uh, I'm pretty sure that a few months back they like doubled their creative royalty or something, where they took it up from maybe like two and a half something. to five percent, or mm-hmm. or maybe it was on Cool Pets. They doubled what it was on Cool Cats. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, that sounds familiar. But they upped it. We've seen that kind of thing a few times. Have we, I can't um, think of another example projects. that upped the royalty. Yeah, like I think other deeds were a lot were another one where it was double what it was Interesting. for. Oh yeah, yeah, but the, from but, the Genesis but project, I, I believe with Cool Cats, they'd like for the main collection, the Cool Cats set for like ten right. months, they'd done it at two three percent. Now they're like, well, now we're gonna make it six percent. We just need more money, and it's uh, yeah, yeah, you kind of uh, yeah, not great, but not great necessarily. Um. I had something else to say about it. Let me see if I can pull it out of the thin air. You say some words just to. I'm currently looking at uh, Twitter to see if there's any updates on this massive uh, bridge hack that we started talking about, and uh, which is unfolding in real time. Uh, it looks like. Oh, I thought I remembered it. The entire chain has been paused. Binance. Yeah, Binance. Binance is not actually is, a very it, it decentralized very, thing at all. So I remember, sort of, like there's DeFi and there's CFI, and people used to call Binance Smart Chain like CDFI, centralized DeFi, which is just C, like yeah. it's not DeFi. Uh, the, the term yeah. I use for it is um, cosplaying. They're cosplaying yeah. as DeFi. Yeah. Um, I thought of the thing I wanted to say about. Did cool you forget it again? <laughs> no. No, I thought of okay. it. Okay. Um. Oh, was that basically, you know, again, we're, we're talking about sort of so many of these opportunistic projects. They came out at a time that was basically so early that it wasn't really clear how easy it was mm. to raise millions of dollars. Yeah. So it almost couldn't be as opportunistic and was more pioneering and exploring mm-hmm. um, and, and trying something. And they were sort of one of those first handful that provided the proof of concept for these um more cynical ones later that were just sort of cash grabs. Yeah. I, I always love telling this cool cat story. Uh, I just scrolled back to my Twitter DMs. On June 27th, the at cool cats NFT, the official account, DM'd me and said, Hey man, just wanted to introduce me and the cool cats team. We're launching on Thursday. 20% of the ETH will be making it back to the community. Cool cats, they introduced Clon over seven years ago. Uh, we were really uh, building our community. Uh, have a great Sunday and see you on the blockchain. Would you be interested? In... And then I was like, hey, thanks for reaching out. These look pretty cute and fun. There are so many cat projects now, though. Uh, it's a bit of an unfortunate time to be launching, perhaps. How long have you been working on this? And what's the min price? And I was like, then they told me all that. And it was like 
great information. And min- mini week 0.06, uh, I said, all right, I'll definitely be keeping an eye on this. Yeah, the market is super saturated, <laughs> but every now and then a diamond sneaks through. And this is June 27th last year. And obviously we saw like many, many months of manic just mania. And uh, yeah, yeah. If, if that, I mean, yeah. that was one of the premier projects that you could have just made astronomical multiples mm. of your money because what, what was it? It was 0.02, 0.02 and it topped out around 10. So what is that? A 500 X mm-hmm. um, from mint. And it was at like, I, I, I was Oof. beating myself up pretty badly for not getting in on that. Uh, and because it went from 0.02 to like, 0.6 very quickly, like in a matter of a week or two. And that was pretty unheard of back then. Like this is back in a time when Bored Apes were like 5 ETH maybe or 4 ETH and 0.6 was a huge, yeah. Anyway, it yeah. all worked out. We had, we had some stuff like bulls on the block or whatever that would kind of quickly double, triple, and then kind of mm. stagnate. Um, what, what was the uh, the skulls one with like the uh, wicked craniums? Wicked cranium stuff like that, where mm. you know you'd see a quick couple multiples, but not that mm. that level of twenty x, fifty x, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then also again a lot of stagnation and and giving back of those gains. What a wild time um, last year was! Like when you think about it, it it's really ridiculous. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, should we move on? Um, yeah that that does it for news of the week. News, news of, of the week. week. Art blocks. Art blocks and generative art in general. Art block in general. Um, so we talked about the curated thing the other day. The designations of series or seasons of curated is ending. Right. Has a, it is ending. Yes. It hasn't quite ended yet. Yep. So series eight will be the last one. We got another new update that basically says that so, you know, all this time we've had curated up here and then sort of playground in the middle and then factory on the bottom. And now we've we as of last episode, had learned about curated ending the series, but now we've also learned that uh, factory and playground are basically getting merged, mm. and there's only going to be one other designation besides curated. What is it called? Uh, Art blocks presents, I believe. Presents, yeah. I, I always read it as like presents, like gifts. It's like, but it's like obviously, it's, right. obviously, it's not. It's Art blocks presents, and that's yeah. Factory, excuse me. Factory and playground. Uh, I don't know if it's starting immediately or if there's a start date in the future. I imagine it's starting yeah, fairly sure soon. But all of these changes they announced is basically what they they're dubbing like Art Blocks 2.0. So that they're making some fairly large changes. Obviously, ending the curated series, ending Playground and Factory, and, and starting Art Blocks Presents. Um, they're changing or like upgrading their smart contracts to do I think a, a few things. One of which is a massive gas reduction, 65%. They've just found ways to optimize gas even further. Both for minters and for artists uploading uploading their code, and the last thing is a new website that they're working on, which is uh, they're they're also adding basically a sort of whitelisting feature to it, so a creator can basically um, release a new project and ahead of time say, "I want to give this to all the holders of this prior project." I did not of know mine. that, and. Yeah, and put in all of those addresses as the people that are uh, allowed to get it. Whereas pre- previously, they would have to basically make like a custom token, send the custom token to those people only, mm. and then have those people be the ones allowed to mint it, which also would, you know, theoretically, those 
tokens could be transferred. Mm. Whereas this is basically within the contract, a list of addresses that are able to mint the project. So that's just kind of allowing the uh, artists to have a little bit more flexibility um, on art blocks. Whereas previously, if they wanted to do something like that, they would have had to do it off off of art blocks. Yeah, some, sometimes you would see sort of they would literally just post an announcement in their like Discord channel within art blocks and. It was like, well, if someone has collected five of my pieces before, then I'm going to give them a free mint here and you get the token and you got to go. It's, it's, it was very janky and now it seems like it's a little more streamlined. Yeah. That's a great and great And thing. keeps it under that umbrella of art blocks, which is probably a good symbiotic relationship yeah. for art blocks and the artist and the collectors too, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It's great. I think it's, these are all great improvements. It seems like they're really... Yeah, like they're two years old now, which is kind of wild to think about. And uh, yeah, yeah, almost, almost, yeah, November, November something. Yeah, yeah. Ah, Marfa, Marfa's coming up in in a month, and I'm I'm not going. You're not going. Again, it's a shame. One day we'll make it there. It is a shame. Yeah, yeah. Um, what? When in November is it? Uh. 10th through 12th, I think, or 10th through 13th. Yeah, I'll just be coming back from another trip, so that's definitely not happening yeah. for me. Oh, well. Um, but I, it's nice to see art blocks kind of doing this sort of stuff, and I would say, in a way, like not listening to the cynical um, community. You know what I mean? Because there there was so many people, again, we, we, we were just talking about the level of cynicism of a lot of founders last mm. year, but there was also a lot of sort of just boring cynicism and, um, you know, selfish bag pumping of collectors mm-hmm. in the space. Um, and you definitely saw that when things were kind of peaking in in all of the mar- NFT markets, but maybe Art Block specifically mm-hmm. is worth talking about now. Um, and they had all sorts of things that they were saying that Art Blocks should do that had nothing to do with supporting generative art, had nothing to do with, you know, keeping art blocks to be a relevant thing in the art world for years to come. Mm-hmm. It was just about potentially giving them a longer runway of pump on, on whatever mm-hmm. NFTs from art blocks they had. Um, and art blocks is continuing to do things, but you know, not, not that sort of bland, yeah. cynical financial stuff, but stuff that really is thinking about where they want to position themselves in the art world and how they want to support generative artists. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. It's really nice. They've done so much sort of behind the scenes as well that most people don't see. Sort of uh, Eric and Jeff will travel around to art conf- like uh, events all around the world and sort of represent art blocks and share art blocks art and, and showcase the artists and, and the pieces and talk about generative art and just so many places and just educate people about generative art. And it's... Yeah. Yeah. And, and also I remember... I was listening to something, I don't know if it was After Dinner Mints or some sort of interview, they were talking about how within the Artblocks team now, they've they've brought someone on board whose basic entire job is to work with artists and just help them sort of just sort of navigate this whole world. It's like it's very it can be difficult for an artist to deal with the money and, and the tax and the you know the the collectors and the FUD and the speculation and you know it's it's very different to just like it's it's one thing to be an artist and create generative art. It's a whole other thing navigating the everything else that goes around with it. And I think they've just re- recognized that and sort of you know giving support to artists for like how often do you want to release? Um, you know what what 
what are your goals and you know how do you, where do you want to showcase your art and all that kind of support stuff which yeah, yeah. is great they're also sort of working with artists that don't have that coding background mm. to allow them to translate their art into um, mm. you know the digital generative realm mm. um, in a way that they would not be able to do so easily yeah. without them. Um, one, one other thing, you know, you're saying they're going to all these various art things. Um, sort of regularly now at this point, we'll be get, you'll, if you're on the newsletter, um, subscribe to it from Artblocks, which I am, mm. you'll get an email saying, hey, you know, these three projects are going to be displayed mm. at such and such conference yeah. or museum or whatever. Um, if you have any in your wallet and are willing to have them displayed, go ahead and put your wallet here and tell us which of those mm-hmm. you have. I don't, I don't know if you've been seeing these. Yeah, hey, I've done a few that, of that. But that's something I've been doing. Yeah, same. same. Um, and I like that. That Roy says one second. He's walking away probably to get something to show us, but possibly something less interesting is happening, like he's letting his dog back into the apartment. And I just have to sit here and speculate about what's happening as my co-host is completely gone now. It's called, oh, here we go. Roy's back with his giant print of uh, moments, maybe it's called. Yeah, I think so. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) This is a very large print. And this was an example of one of these projects that was going to be displayed. I think this one actually got printed and displayed and then it gets shipped to the owner of the NFT is how that works. Yeah, right? exactly. So they asked me if they could display one of my pieces. I think it's um, Pieces of Me by Raven. Uh, Moments is the other collection. And then after they had done it, they said, well, do you want us to ship it to you? Because you know we printed it out, displayed it. And I was like, absolutely. And yeah, it's just they took my address and I did not expect it to be that large. It is... 70% the size of like the height of me, but it's it's really cool to have. That's an interesting way to describe it. Um, yep. <laughs> I think it's a sort of, I mean, a foot comes from just that English king's foot. So there you go. Maybe we can have a new unit of, a Roy, of length a that is 70% of a Roy. <laughs> yeah. Probably be better to just have a whole, a whole Roy. Um, you're going to have to become a lot more famous though for that to actually catch on. That would be cool though. It would be, yeah. Um, do you? Do we have anything else to talk about in the generative art realm? We do. We do. We have the a couple other things new here. curated drop, Fontana by Harvey Rayner, which we spoke about last week. I think we both kind of liked it. Just a little bit we talked about. Yeah. It. Uh, it's going crazy. It's at a 2.6 ETH Relatively. floor. Do you, do you know where it minted out at? Yep, a 0. 0.46. It's about okay. a 5x uh, since mint in yeah so so when after it minted out and i went to look at it i sort of assumed that the price would be somewhere around 0.4 and i would see if there was any near the floor that i could pick mm. up and by the time i had gone there the price was already 1.2 or something and then i you know before this recording started i basically told you that little story and you told me that it's now up to two or something yeah it's going crazy it's uh i i totally slept on it basically i just have not been it wasn't on my mind that day that Uplux was minting and then I found out about it later and it was like one ETH and I was like, well, I'll wait for a dip. Famous last words and hopefully it doesn't pull a gazes. I mean, for us, for the people that collected it, hopefully it does, but yeah, I like it. I'd love to collect it at some point. You can only speak for yourself though, can't you, right? You're, I mean, that's how life is. Pretty much, yeah. So when you say something, the listener can assume you're kind of saying that from your perspective. 
Correct. Unless there's some sort of caveat beforehand <laughs> where you go, blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think we both like it and they're going to keep an eye on it and try and pick one up at a lower price point. Yeah, I have I have not looked at it enough to have a too thorough or sophisticated opinion of mm. it. Um, beyond basically the same things that we had said last last time we recorded. Yeah. I am um I'm in the market for like a meridian or two. I really want to I've sold like a lot of NFTs have, lately. And uh Do you have a sort of a style or an idea of what you like in meridians or not so much? I like almost all of them, which is a good thing. Okay. I th- there's one which is like a really bright vivid purple pa- palette and like I like I really want that, but like the cheapest one is 15 ETH and it's it's like not especially rare. It's just, you know, yeah. maybe I'll put in a bid and maybe I'll, I'll hope it comes down and maybe I, I hope that the person who owns it isn't listening to this. Um, yeah, but Meridians are great. Like they're just, they're one of the best. The, the ones with a lot of thin layers and a lot of colors don't do much for me. Mm. But other than that, I quite like the collection. Yeah. Um, and I have occasionally, you know, spent some time bidding on, not as much as a lot of other collections. I've never managed to land one, but it's definitely something I've, you know, Bit on a reasonable amount. They look great printed too. I've seen a bunch of people's I bet. in real life prints. And uh, yeah, I heard um, Automatisms by Yazid sort of went on a run recently. There was a 17 or 18 ETH sale of one of them, which is hmm. pretty, pretty big. So. Very significant for a factory project. Yeah. That's always been a popular one from like right, right away, I feel like. Yeah. Young was popular. That was a it's, good one. It's very nice looking mm-hmm. and very sort of simple and accessible mm-hmm. um, too, which is is good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of prints, you're getting a Tectonics print soon. Which, that's pretty exciting. I am. Yeah. I was very excited about that whole project coming out um, because it, it was, the timing was sort of amazing where literally three or four days before it was announced, I decided, hey, this MP Cos guy is like <laughs> a great artist and I really need to look out for his next project. And then right after that, I turned on notifications for his Twitter and boom, there it was. Um, so that was fun. And, you know, the way that the drop was structured was sort of interesting and allowed me to have some fun doing a little bit of work ahead of time, preparing for it, and then gave me like a day and a half of fun sort of following it and participating. And so there was, I think, 90 pieces total, and I managed to only land one. I was hoping to get two or three mm. probably, but um, I, I got what I thought was my favorite one and had to spend up a little bit more for it. And then uh, I, I got that one pretty early on within that you know 36-hour mm. period that it lasted, as I was saying. Um, so... You know, I kept I kept trying to get another piece, second or third piece, but the price of the project kind of was just sort of increasing throughout that 36-hour period as the supply went down and the the level of the collectors was was higher, whatever. Mm. Um, so the prices for the pieces that I wanted less started to come up much closer to what I was willing to spend on pieces I loved um, and, and wasn't really within the price range yeah. that I would be able to spend on one that I just liked. Do you know what? I'm super happy to have the one that I had, and and yeah, he's giving free prints to everybody that got one if they want, and I wanted, and um, yeah, it's, it's on its way. That's awesome. Do you know what like the sort of the, the range of average sellout prices were? Did most sold like between three and five ETH or two and four? 
Yeah, so at the beginning it was probably in the like two to three range, mm-hmm. and then as it went on, it was more like in the in the three to four range. I would say with a high of maybe there was one that it went for like nine and mm. some for seven and a half, that kind of thing. That's um, pretty cool. And then basically, I think nothing nothing below like one point two. Um, so that that was about the the low and high ends of it, as far as I remember. The one that I got cost me four. Mm. It's um, a great one, just though. FYI. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I just saw that one of my Terraforms sold for 8.5 ETH. That's. I, w- I was actually just doing a little bit of tax work and saw my <laughs> Terraform sales and then saw that the price of them was was doing quite nicely. So I was a little bummed about that. Mm. I, don't, I don't know what happened to... Ins- I did see a tweet the other day, something about basically, you know, please don't buy these if you're just only hearing about them now. So it seems like something was happening that got mm. um, some price action going but I, I don't know what the underlying thing was yeah i don't know either but i've always liked them since since mint they're they're a cool collection it's it's a, sort of an interesting um project in that sort of crypto native looty type of way mm-hmm. um where there's like a lot of potential that's very open-ended mm-hmm. um and i guess we'll see what what comes of it in the end yeah yeah um, anything else generative art related we need to touch on? Um, you know, we could talk a little bit more about QQL, <laughs> which is sort of a funny bit at this point, but there's not a ton more to say mm. than there, there was the last time we caught up. Uh, you know, the mint pass auction ended. We already know about that and people have started minting them. There's been about 104 so far mm-hmm. minted as of the last check, maybe 106 now or something, but a couple hours ago when we previously recorded, it was 104. Um, and that that was sort of a theoretical concern of mine, even though I'm not actually, you know, involved in it in mm-hmm. any way, shape, or form, that people would feel like there was more value in holding on yeah. to the mint pass rather than actually minting pieces of art from it, um, which would, you know, essentially detract from the art of it and the interest in the project and all that stuff. Even though, you know, the way the website is designed, um, people would still be able to generate all these outputs, even if they're not mints, mm-hmm. and share them and get people to continuously be interested and in, and in kind of exploring the algorithm, even if they're not turning into NFTs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, we've all said that it'll be interesting to see how quickly the mints come in. Um, and so far, the answer is sort of slow, but if they go this quickly, you know, the whole thing would be minted out mm-hmm. um, by the end of the year, which obviously won't happen. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to sort of see um, just how it speeds up or slows down mm-hmm. over time. Yeah, I think I think we're in for a very slow mint out. It's a handful a week, unless they figure out some way to sort of encourage or incentivize mints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it'll also be interesting to see, you know, if if it does kind of stagnate and and mint quite slowly, what will happen to the price of the mint passes mm. because. You know, ultimately, the reason to have a mint pass beyond any financial speculation is to mint mm-hmm. one of these. And then, if the market is not using the mint passes to mint them, that sort of implies that the, you know, demand for mm-hmm. a mint of this project isn't that high. Or again, you know, possibly just that people have an understanding of how big the algorithm is mm-hmm. and want to really spend a lot of time before they actually do it. Um, yeah. We'll Fascinating see. experiment. Yeah. I, I would still like to get my hands on a mint pass. So I'm I'm keeping an eye on it. I don't think I can realistically get involved until they get to maybe nine mm. at the highest. Um 
but we'll see. Yeah, they, they dropped to like, I think, 14 the other day, uh, which is around mint price, but they're the back up at 17, 18. And yeah, I think that's it for generative art and art blocks. Art blocks and generative art in general. In general. Our, Our projects. Projects. I like how in these, by the way, you have added the survivor pool as a, which has nothing to do with NFTs. Well, crypto, DeFi, nothing. Yeah, but it's like, what are you up to, Jamie? It is, it is sort of the biggest thing that I'm spending my mental energy on lately, um, and it's just it's so fun. I don't know how many of our listeners are gamblers. I know certainly you are, but it's it's one of the best forms of gambling I have ever encountered. Mm-hmm. So much fun to just think about and participate in. Yeah, oh, love it. I love it. And how are you doing with it? You got one entry left. I made it through another week. Mm-hmm. Um, I used the Chargers last week. It, I, I had told you that it was an insane roller coaster of a Sunday. I don't want to go through too much of it, but um, Green Bay was picked by 45% of the field, which is a huge number. Mm-hmm. Um, and they came very close to losing. The game went to overtime. I did not pick them, so I was quite rooting for them to lose. Mm. In the end, they ended up winning. Um, so the field started with 6,133 entries, and we're down to 1,222. Wow. Um, it would have been down to about five or six hundred if uh mm. green bay had lost it's wild um that's just the, that's the little yeah. update there on this thing that has nothing to do with theoretically what the podcast is about uh are you coding any generative art are you still sort of got that on the back um, so i you know we talked about this i guess one episode ago even though it was two recordings ago about um you know the thing that thomas lynn peterson had mm. said and my sort of um insecurities or whatever about generative art. And so I've been kind of planning and, and, you know, in my little fun notebook here yep, that I do all my planning in of my whole life. I dropped them in pen as I was getting my notebook. Um, so I was talking in that recording about, you know, how Thomas Lynn Peterson had said, it's very easy to fill up a canvas with something that's aesthetically pleasing in generative art. And that was, sort of struck home because it was so what I have done basically in my work. Um, And I've been thinking about ways to not do that, basically, to have a more interesting composition that is not just, um, Mm -hmm. you know, centered or or all-encompassing, but have, you know, maybe something, just for simplicity's sake, a little something here, something kind of big here, and, and, you know, medium thing here, or whatever. Um, so rather than having sort of a total randomization of, of where things are going on, I could have, um, you know, a randomizer, let's say between one and five, and that'll determine how many different sort of center points I have mm-hmm. to put stuff around and then can have um, a variety of randomization about the sizes and numbers of things going on in these different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm sort of toying with that right now. But I do also want to look into... You know, so there's like a lot of things where, you know, randomization is randomization. That's quite a sentence. But <laughs> there there are sort of these distributions and stuff, Perlin noise, things like that, that a lot of generative artists use to have things that have a level of randomization to them, but also have sort of a more organic look to them mm-hmm. um, rather than a complete mathematical randomization. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's another thing that I need to kind of study and and incorporate i think in order to have a more sort of robust mm. algorithm so i mean you've been thinking about it quite a bit still which is 
I have definitely. Cool. Um, and because my survivor pool is down to only one entry, I can I can handle all of that without having to actually do programming. Mm. Whereas when I had to theoretically be juggling multiple <laughs> entries, it was a, it was a bit more complicated and computationally mm. intensive. Um, so that sort of frees up my theoretical programming time yeah. to to get into generative art. I still look forward to seeing your first FX hash project. Me too. <laughs> Um, all right, I'll give a Zen Academy update. It the biggest thing is like Vegas next week. We're going to Web Three Expo basically the whole week, Monday through Thursday. Um, if you're in town, come on down. We're going to have a Zen Academy event. We're going to have a workshop at the conference. It's going to be fun. Um, yeah, there's a lot of other stuff uh, in the works. I think mid to late October, I'm going to do like a town hall where I'm going to reveal the next few phases of Zen Academy and the stuff that we have working on. But yeah, PFP projects coming along and everything else is sort of coming along nicely. It's We've been doing these founders calls in Discord as well. I mentioned that, which is uh, twice a week, uh, we have like a, a Google Meet video chat where project founders, I mean, theoretically anyone can join in. Not everyone is always a founder, but the the, the idea is founders can come together and they can sort of network and meet each other and talk about marketing or, or, you know, finding a dev, dev or, um, you know, treasury management or like how to sustain a community, whatever it is that you, you want to talk about as founders. And yeah, those have been going really well. We, we did, week three was this week and um, going to keep doing more of them. So if you're interested, if you're a founder, uh, pop into the Discord and uh, you'll every week in the announcements or the events up top, you can find out information about those. So, oh, one more thing. Uh, we started a daily news update thing where uh, Rogue Raven, who does the weekly newsletter, the weekly Zen Caps, he's now doing a daily update in Discord. So it's just like, you know, it's a 90 second read, but, you know, every day you can find out all of the news of the day, what happened yesterday, the big, big news of the entire space or of Zen Academy happening? Uh, the entire space. There's, there's like one bit at the bottom about um, Zen Academy. So, like, as an example, the one he did. Uh, earlier today was daily volumes talking about open sea volume and magic eden um renga um fontana by heavy reina the uplox thing couple of there's something called helix founder pass and gangstick my gangster my city cool cats saw a bunch of volume because of the partnership um the biggest sales as a crypto punk sold for 240 eth um stuff like that yeah oh yeah i this believe is it was a butthole mouth hoodie um Punk. Interesting. Um, I just saw something else in here. The, uh, the liquidation firm in charge of the three areas capital bankruptcy process confirmed that. that it is it is in custody of the NFTs moved from the address related to Starry Night Capital. So a lot of those uh, Grail NFTs and Fidenzas and things are going to be liquidated. Very exciting stuff. Yeah. I'm just very interested in a how they're going to do it. Um, and B, whether or not there's any way for me to somehow yeah. get a piece of it. I, I assume no, <laughs> um, yeah. because there's just a lot of people ahead of me in terms of yeah. you know, how much they're willing to put at it. But if they decide to liquidate it in a very stupid way, maybe I can actually yeah. snag something. My guess um, is... You would have to assume they wouldn't do yeah. it that stupidly, but who who knows? My guess is they'll try and find a buyer to buy all of it. And like... It's the, Six five two nine and and their fund could potentially fill that yeah. or curated curated as a big fund. I don't know how much money they raised or how much they have left, but it's right up there, Ellie. 
anyway. Theoretically, you could have sort of multiple entities like that also mm. go go in on a um a multi-sig wallet and, and start get a DAO. It together. Grayler's yeah. DAO started because they were We could do that in, good. Th- in theory, right? <laughs> we could. We could. That would be something. We're not going to do that. Um, no, we're not. <laughs> yeah, anyway, that's the gist of Zen Academy and stuff. Um, should we play... What am I thinking? Oh, uh, last week we played it and we ran a giveaway. Uh, we gave away a Zen Academy Genesis token. The winner, I only have their ETH address because we used Premint and it didn't give us any other details, but if your ETH address begins in OXBFF and ends in 911, you won a token and it should be in your wallet. Congratulations to OXBFF nine one one. So let's give another let's give another one away. Let's play. What am I thinking? And uh, whatever the word is that we end up with, that'll be like the the password for the the form. Okay. Mm, I have a word. I have a word. Three, two, one. Artificial intelligence. Trigonometry and artificial intelligence. Okay. I mean, I immediately have one. Hmm. Unfortunately, I don't think your understanding of machine learning and whatnot is quite good enough to... I shouldn't even be saying these words um, to get you to what I have, Hmm. but that's okay. I'm just going to say what I'm going to say. Okay. You got one? Uh, Yeah, I got one. Oh, you don't... Three, two, one. Linear algebra. Did you say pizza? <laughs> yes. Okay, pizza and linear algebra. This is fun. Um, I, I mean, I guess I have something. Uh, I have two, I guess, but I'm going to okay, go with the first one. one. Three, two, one. Dinosaur. Fractions. What? Are you doing the thing where you say something ridiculous? <laughs> I, I hate when I you I was do on that. a Twitter space before and we were all going on random topics and I was like, I got to jump and record a podcast with Jamie soon. And someone was like, whoa, you should do this chaotic thing. And, and, and I was like, that sounds like fun. Let me see how many it takes for him to catch on. And yeah. What are we at? Dinosaur? The other thought, and- the other thought I had was geometry. Mm. Um, fractions <laughs> and dinosaur. But here's the thing. The... There's almost no point in me participating because now I've lost all trust in your ability <laughs> to actually be following the rules of the game. You might just say, you know, it's just any. You could say anything now. No, I could say I'll anything take it now. now. Yeah, for the sake of our listener. fucking listeners, our <laughs> one listener. <sighs> okay, fractions and dinosaurs. Those feel pretty far apart. Um, let me think. <laughs> Okay, I got I got one. Um sure. Three, two, one. Meteor. Eras. Eras and okay. meteor. Okay. Eras and meteor. Okay, I got one. Okay. Three, two, one. Extinction. Extinction. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. We uh we're good when we're 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 both taking it serious seriously, aren't we, Jamie? Yep, and and we can always count on one of us to always be doing that. Yeah, and, and who knows who which one of us that is. Um, so the the giveaway, the answer is going to be extinction. Yep, you will need to use that as a password on premint to like enter the giveaway, and then on the form it will ask you again to enter the word extinction. 
And uh, you have to do like a yeah, couple other anti-bot things basically. But And there will be a link to this form in the show notes. In the show notes on wherever you're, if it's a podcast in the show notes or on YouTube in the description below. Yeah. And and the prize I think those are still show notes yeah, on YouTube, right? And the prize will be another Genesis token, Zen Academy Genesis token, worth about zero point three ETH, four hundred US dollars. So not bad. We not too shabby. Thirty four listening to a podcast and right? taking two minutes to fill out a form. Um, Boy, I listen to a lot of podcasts. If I had a chance at winning that much <laughs> each time, I'd be doing a lot better than I am. Yeah, and like again, thirty four people only. That's pretty good odds. Reminds me of when they used yeah. to give away a squig- squiggle every week for after dinner. Oh my god, that was amazing. Yeah, and there was like five of us that were in there every week as like our group chat, and none of us Crazy. won. Um, that's the end of the episode. It is the end of the episode. Uh, Thank you for listening. If you leave a comment, likes, thumbs up. Subscribe. Leave a rating. A Be review. a good person. Donate blood. Donate blood. Pick. Don't litter. Stop littering people. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Even though, unfortunately, isn't like the trash and re- recycling doesn't really happen, right? That's a mm. whole thing. It all just ends up in landfills and shit. Yeah. Well, we got to we got to make the world better, huh? Yeah. This is funny because most pe- people aren't going to get this yet. But put your trash in the bin so Jamie can use it to wipe his face. Listen to our Q and A episode next week. On my mouth. Twitter to our, <laughs> listen to our Twitter Q and A episode next week to hear the full story. That's a teaser, a teaser trailer. There you go for next episode where we <laughs> learn about Jamie wiping his mouth with trash. I love how our teaser trailer has literally nothing to do with NFTs, crypto, or right. <laughs> anything. All right. Um, Thanks, everyone. There you go. Goodbye. Thank you. Two board apes talking NFTs. Defy and some random stuff. <laughs> Two board apes talking NFTs.